Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. Two of the trendiest and important topics in geophysics right now. In this episode, I speak with Arya Abu Bakar on his 2020 SEG AAPG Distinguished Lecturer Tour on the potential and challenges of applying artificial intelligence and machine learning methods for geoscience. This conversation explores machine learning and AI from multiple angles. What is the biggest success of AI and machine learning to date in the geosciences? How can geophysicists tailor AI, machine learning, and data analytics algorithms and paradigms to meet the specific properties of geoscience data? How close are we to transforming modern workflows from proof-of-concept works to scalable commercial products? If you are new to these topics or want to hear the latest news in this essential area of knowledge, ARIA will be your guide for our current understanding as well as the future possibilities for machine learning and AI. Aria is currently the head of data science for the Schlumberger Exploration and Field Development Platform. He oversees and coordinates the utilization of machine learning and data analytics technology for exploration and field development applications throughout Schlumberger. For the full show notes and the link to Aria's upcoming tour, visit seg.org forward slash podcast. Let's get to the conversation. The focus of your upcoming talk for SEG, it's called Potential and Challenges of Applying Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning Methods for Geoscience. You know, this is certainly of major interest right now, uh, not just in the geosciences even. And before we explore your lecture a bit more, for someone new to the use of AI and machine learning in the geosciences, why is it particularly relevant? What do AI and machine learning help bring and help address in the geosciences? Yeah, that's a good uh, question, Andrew. There are a couple of things. The first key word, I think, is efficiency. When we do our job, uh, we would like to be efficient. And most of the time, our stakeholder would like to have the answer to their problem as soon as possible. And in addition, Nowadays, we are always dealing with a large amount of data to be processed and used in our workflow. Hence, uh, improving the efficiency in geoscience workflow without sacrificing the quality is very important. It will bring tremendous value. The other thing is what I think important are also the automation and consistency. In most part of our geoscience workflow, they are very labor intensive and uh, most of the, of the time require a repetitive process. The such process certainly can be automated by using AI or machine learning algorithm. And in addition, if we can do all this repetitive process in a very consistent way, we will be able also to improve the quality of the result. Now, combining this efficiency, automation, and consistency in combination also with the uh, rapidly increasing computer power, this will allow us to develop the workflow that are more efficient, consistent, and automated. And the other thing that make uh, AI and ML uh, relevant, 
if we think about our geoscience workflow, uh, at the moment, most of the process are very sequential. In the later part of the workflow, if we have a new information coming in, or it means that we have a new data set coming in, it will be very hard to update our uh, subsurface model, for example. Because if we have, uh, if we manage to automate most of the part of our workflow, this it will allow us to have the so-called a living subsurface model. What does it mean? It it means that that uh, when a new data coming in, we can update our subsurface model in a very short amount of time and in automated way. This might be pieced in, in that response there, but to pull it out a little bit, what, what do you think has been the biggest success of artificial intelligence and machine learning to date within the geosciences? Now, to answer that question, I think we are now still in early days. Uh, having that said, if we look at also the, in the last two years uh, in the SEG annual meeting, we do see that the geoscience community is already embracing the AI and ML in a big way. I think the most successful AI and ML application in geoscience are the cases where we have a sufficient amount of the data. By data, I mean both the measurement as well as the training labels. And the other workflow that's quite successful, you will see in addition to the availability of the large amount of the data, this algorithm were developed jointly by the data scientists and as well as the domain scientists or the subject matter expert. If you want to have a, if you want to hear a specific example, I can mention a few of them. Uh, there, there are some quite successful work on the seismic fault detection, the seismic salt detection for velocity model building, the automation of the log QC, as well as the log correlation. Within your lecture that you're talking about, you have several questions that your lecture is going to address. And I just want to get a glimpse of a couple of these questions for the listeners. You know, how do geophysicists tailor the AI, machine learning, and the data analytics algorithms and paradigms to meet the specific properties of the geoscience data? Uh, what I mentioned in here, uh, when we apply the ML and AI algorithm or workflow to the geoscience application, we have to do it in a very careful way, and we have to uh, build a fit-for-purpose algorithm. Let me just uh, mention several examples. For use cases where we have a large amount of data, again, data means the data and the training label, we may, then we may want to employ a supervised learning approach. Now, when we are dealing with the use cases, when the amount of data is large, after the amount of the training label are limited, then we may want to restore to a semi-supervised learning approach. There are also other use cases where the training label are simply not available. You can take an example here, maybe the noise attenuation uh, uh, use cases. Then in that cases, we will, if possible, we want to employ the unsupervised learning approach. And then you have to 
also look at the detail of the use case itself. If we are dealing with a high complex problem, then the ML algorithm that you want, you design the machine learning, if you are using neural network, you have to use a very deep network, for example. And if you are using a very deep network, it, this can only be, be done if the amount of the data and the training label are available. Right. And then we have to make sure also the data contain an independent information. Otherwise, you will end up with an overfitting problem. Now, if you are another extreme cases, if you are dealing with a very simple problem, then you do not need to employ a very deep architecture of neural network since you will waste the computational resources. Uh, in summary, what I want to say in here that before we apply, uh, we cannot just have one algorithm and then apply it to all of our use cases. Because we need to understand the problem and the complexity, then employ the most suitable AI and ML algorithm and design the algorithm accordingly. You know, I, I hear that term supervised learning frequently in these conversations. Could you just tell briefly what supervised learning means in the context of working with data and machine learning? Yes. Uh, yeah. Supervised learning, it means that uh, this, the training process you do in the su supervised way, because it means that you have the, uh, the, the data and the label. When, when we say the semi-supervised one, uh, in uh, for those cases, then you uh, usually the, uh, the amount of the available available training labor are limited. That's why in the most of the time you will uh, utilize more the data. And there are another uh, extreme cases where the training lab label are not available. Then you will use what we call the unsupervised learning approach. Okay, that's very helpful. Thank you for highlighting those differences there. And in your talk, you say the most important question to address right now is how to translate these modern workflows from proof of concept to scalable commercial products. Where do you see the geoscience field currently positioned in that continuum? Are we close to building a scalable product? Again, in this case, I think we are still in early days. Although we see some uh, recent example of success in the industry. Again, go, go back to uh, SEG annual meeting, for example, right? You will see in the last two years, maybe in the uh, AI and ML session, you will see almost like hundreds of papers presented about, uh, about the application of AI and ML algorithm for geoscience workflow. Most of them are, you can see a lot of a good result. Uh, however, I will, I saw also that most of them are in the proof of, con in the stage of the proof of concept work. Before we can go from the proof of concept work to the scalable commercial product, there are quite few issues that need to be addressed. Uh, let me just take an example. From the algorithm point of view, the question that we need to address, how we can make sure the AI or ML model that we build is robust. It means that after we train it, if we want to apply to a certain uh, data in certain location, how do we know that this is generalized and this is applicable? Uh, 
and how we can QC the result without diminishing the value of its efficiency. The other question is how we can automate the, the retraining of the ML model. That is also one of the challenge to make a living subsurface model or how to have a very generalized ML model. On the computing uh, part, is how we can make all these calculations very efficient. And as we know that even with the current computational resource for seismic problem, sometimes it's very, still very challenging to employ a full three-dimensional neural network architecture. From the user point of view, how we can tailor the workflow so that the non-expert user can benefit, not only the expert user that have a data science background. And we will need a suitable AI and ML deployment platform that can connect to existing our geoscience uh, software or platform. Because after you run the M ML or AI, you want to you want the result to be consumed by uh, the next uh, step in the workflow. A lot of fun, challenging problems to start working on and address. Do you, you know, kind of building off that, do you, do you think it's essential today to understand and use AI, machine learning, and data analytics to succeed in geosciences today? Uh, the short answer is yes. I think it is yes. I think ML and AI is a very uh, valuable tool which can be used to make our geoscience workflow more efficient. It can be used to obtain more accurate results. And it may be able to help us to open the door to get more answer to uh, our current problem. Having that said, I will say also the AI and ML algorithm is not a silver bullet. Not all the problem need to be solved by AI and ML or even can be solved by AI and ML algorithm. You know, what, what do you hope will be the takeaways for attendees of your lecture? Yeah, the, the main key takeaway that I hope to uh, rely to my audience is that the MLNAI is a tool for uh, geophysicists, geologists, petrophysicists, and this tool has a tremendous value and many potential that will make our uh, work easier. I want to also stress uh, that not all problems have to be solved or can be properly solved by using AI and ML algorithm. How does someone maybe new to AI machine learning understand maybe what what geoscience problems aren't aren't the best to be solved by this method? That's why it is a key, right? When we when the data scientists work on this problem, they have to uh, work the problem in collaboration with the domain expert. Then uh, obviously, then the domain expert can help the data scientist to understand what are the state of the art of the current workflow. And then the data scientist can try to identify whether this problem, uh, this problem can be formulated as an AI and ML problem. Kind of thinking grandiose here, you know, finish this sentence, please. When AI and machine learning reaches its full potential, it will. If AI reach its potential, I think it could significantly reduce the turnaround time of the geoscience workflow. And then we can also 
be able to automate for most of the part of our geoscience workflow. This will in turn allow us to have a relatively new concept such as the a living evergreen subsurface model. And I hope then at the end, this will impact how we take our business decision and bring more value. You know, two questions in here that I that I like to ask and get from these, you know, wide ranging expertise and, and wisdom that you all bring. What is one piece of advice that you would offer someone who would like to succeed in your field? Because I will say then uh, have an open mind. Because um, most of us may be uh, used to a certain way to work. Because with the by augmenting our uh, tool with the AI and ML algorithm, it may open a new way how we solve the problem or even uh, look at the problem. What what excites you the most about working in? in- AI and, and ML that excite you? What are, you know, what is the thing that really drives you to, to work on these problems every day? The significant improvement, especially in the efficiency, how we can make, for example, a certain uh, uh, processing to be really more efficient, to be more, uh, more accurate. And it is uh, j- uh, just amazing how we can do it if we manage to uh, formulate the problem correctly, right? Because if you, uh, again, if I can take an example on the seismic fault detection. In the past, most of the time, this work is done uh, by using a certain mathematical tool in our software. And it will take a person to do this in a couple of weeks by using the ml and ai algorithm we can push down the the turnaround time from the couple of weeks into a few hours and it doesn't requ- uh, require uh, a very high expertise of the uh, uh, end user well perfect i appreciate your time and and your flexibility and and working with me to do this interview and we look forward to your your upcoming talk in the weeks and months ahead thank you again for taking time out thank you Andrew. thank you for listening to seg's flagship podcast please share this episode with a friend colleague or manager that would enjoy hearing this episode your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of seg's podcast Go to our website at seg.org forward slash podcast to find all our episodes and learn how you can listen to this podcast directly on your phone without downloading an app. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Crockett, Ali McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.